Good morning and welcome to this Sacred Heart Hour on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. This is Father Stosh Daly coming to you live from the studio here at St. Gabriel with two very special, very talented, very gifted guests. My, Chuck and Joanne, how you have changed. Faces <laughs> <laughs> different, names different, people occupying seats different. Bill Messerly and Emily Geminette, you are here uh, by no means replacing or taking the place of. You, you know, Chuck and Joanne, they're praying for us from the sidelines as we enter into the Sacred Heart Hour of this month of November. Welcome, Emily. Thank Bill. you so much. Bill, yes. this is actually your house. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> We're on your turf. <laughs> so, why am I hosting this hour? <laughs> As we begin this Sacred Heart Hour on this month, in this month of November, this month dedicated to all the saints, let us keep in mind our brothers and sisters in heaven. As we seek their intercession for us, may their prayers guide us towards total union with Jesus in his heart. We begin this hour by turning towards the morning offering prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your most sacred heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Emily. Well, good morning, Father. Good morning, Bill. Isn't this exciting? I, I'm, so, I'm so excited about this mission and the purpose of the Sacred Heart Hour. Yeah. This is a reminder every single month of the First Friday Devotion an opportunity to grow closer to the heart of Jesus, an hour dedicated to really discussing the promises, specifically the promise where our Lord asks us to expose and honor an image of his heart, and you shall be blessed. Mm -hmm. So I think about those words Jesus shared with St. Margaret Mary Alico in 1670, and really we have such an important mission now more than ever before to spread light. As Father said a few minutes ago, may the light be lighter, and as the darkness might feel a little bit darker. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I think that was a great summary of our mission here and what we're doing, not only in Central Ohio, but beyond. I think the beyond is the... How far beyond? As far as beyond, as beyond can go. So we have (laughs) That's pretty far. We have our online (laughs) listeners. We have our outskirts, you know, as... um, Wasn't there one in Australia that signed up for Sacred Heart and Throne? Actually, yes. We have had um, the gift of welcomeisheart.com. We have a digital download that people can access internationally. So it's it's always my pleasure when I open up and I see that someone has accessed um, enthronement from Ireland to, you know, to Asia, to Australia, to these little pop-ups. So our mission here even today is is always bigger than what we can even understand and imagine. So what a great gift. And today's special because uh, there's something you can do about being involved in the Sacred Heart Movement, and that is to join the Congress. And the Congress is next Saturday, the 14th of November. You'll need to sign up to be a representative as a missionary for that Congress. It's a great way to be part of a, an important movement. As you might know, our families are going to feel the need for Christ in a way that 
maybe we haven't felt it before as we go through week after week of the COVID crisis and other crises that uh, seem to be pressing in on us. So join this movement as a representative and become a uh, even more involved by attending the Congress and learning about the Sacred Heart, or you can call right now. You can go online at welcomehisheart.com or go go ahead and call us at the station. We have phone volunteers ready to take your registration at 614-459-4820, 614-459-4820. Isn't that great? And I think what's exciting about the Congress this year, Bill, is that it will be streaming live. So mm-hmm. we have an option to sign up where you can access we're going to be um, sending you everything you need to know about how to stream it on the day of. So I think that's really um, important. We have a, a growing number of people signing up for that option. And what also gets me excited about the Congress is it's it's a opportunity to be part of the light. And as the dark seems a little dark, so uh, definitely we'll be talking about it throughout the rest of the program. But thanks for reminding us about the Congress. We have some ground rules Yes. On this uh, program, uh, you know, Chuck and Joanne, they're not here this month, but <laughs> Emily, you're taking the, the role of Joanne. So you and I will start playing with, you know, thoughts and excitement about the Sacred Heart. Bill's going to take Chuck's role and be, you know, the playground monitor and call us back to the phone number, the website, what, why we're here. <laughs> so it's just, you know, the ground rules for this hour. It's just kind of good to throw that out there, you know. Yeah. So we, we know where the fences are and we know where the line is. Um, but Emily, you highlighted at the beginning, you know, the uh, the promise of uh, Jesus to expose and to honor his heart in the home. But, you know, when it comes to the promises, let us also remember that um, he said, for those who propagate the devotion, your name will be written in my heart, never to be effaced. So, we're not supposed to ever be greedy, but I am when it comes to <laughs> grace. <laughs> <laughs> Public confession 101. Here we are. So, here we are. Jesus said in his words to St. Margaret Mary, you know, for those who propagate this devotion, your name will be written within my heart, never to be effaced, never to be removed, never to be erased, perhaps we would say today, um, in the way we use English. But, you know, that's just it. Like, we're here to spread to propagate the devotion of the heart of Jesus. So if you're thinking it right now, you're like, well, how, how am I supposed to spread the sacred heart? You know, one of the ways is by not only listening to this program and just opening your mind and your heart to uh, the heart of Jesus, but also to visit the Lord in the Holy Eucharist today on this first Friday, to attend Holy Mass, you know, and to receive our Lord Jesus Christ. And when you receive him in Holy Communion, to offer those graces up in reparation, for the sins committed against the sacred heart, to make sure that his heart is present in your home, not just in a metaphorical way or a spiritual way, but actually in the physical way, the image he's given to us of his heart. We are a people of sacred scripture. We are not afraid of images. We're not afraid of God revealing himself to us. We're not afraid of God giving himself to us. In fact, we cling to that reality. But as we bring his heart into our home, We allow ourselves to kind of bask in the glory of his light. It's the only sun who won't burn us, you know? It's Mm. like, you go out and hang out. I mean, the weather's been gorgeous. It's November, a miracle. It's been sunny in Ohio. But, you know, know, Jesus is the only sun who, when we bask in his light, we don't get burned. But rather, we radiate his light to others. You know, and then we look ahead. A week from tomorrow, we have this gathering of people who want to bask in the light of the sun. They know 
they're convinced, they're convicted, they will not get burned by Jesus, but they're going to bask in his light. They're going to glory in his light. That's the Congress of the Sacred Heart. And given the reality that we are in right now with all of the challenges and everything that we are presented with, you know, you have a, a beautiful, a powerful, blessed opportunity this year. And maybe the Lord is allowing us to see into the future, but, you know, there are those who will be able to attend in person. But if you can't attend in person, you can actually attend from wherever you are through the live stream. Mm. You can hear the talks. You'll be able to see Jesus on the altar. You'll be able to participate in the Holy Mass as it's being offered. You know, you'll be able to hear the words of Bishop Brennan. Um, you will be able to, regardless of where you may be, you'll be able to bask in the light of the Lord through the Congress of the Sacred Heart. And it's all about, you know, I hate to say it because it's such a painfully sinful word, but being greedy with God's graces. You want, you, we have to face facts. We need God in order to survive. We need the Lord. We cannot do it on our own. We've tried for way too long. And, you know, time is coming to an end. It's always coming to, to an end. But for those of us who know the Lord, we don't live in time. We live in eternity. And eternity goes on. And every age will come to an end. Every time will come to an end. But eternity, we live in eternity as Catholic Christians. So when we pray the Mass eternity. When you're coming down the steps, you're turning the corner out of the kitchen into the living room and you see the heart of Jesus, you're living eternity. You know, you're not denying the challenges of today. You're not turning a blind eye. We're not being naive. No, we're living eternity. We're not slaves to time, but we're living eternity. That's the heart of Jesus. And, you know, so we're encouraging you. We're asking you, we're inviting you, we're begging you Mm -hmm. as witnesses to the light of Jesus, to the power of his heart, Bring his heart into your home on this day, this first Friday. And, uh, you know, we're looking ahead a little bit towards the Congress of the Sacred Heart a week from tomorrow at St. Paul's Church in Westerville. You know, we're looking ahead to that, but at the same time, we're not slaves to time. We're living eternity. And we're saying, we're throwing it out there. It doesn't matter how cloudy it might be outside, look towards the sun. Mm-hmm. The one son who will never burn you. Look towards Jesus. You know? you know what? This past week, I was just going to say, you know, I, I was talking to someone and I invited them to come to the Congress and they really appreciated that invitation. And I think sometimes just reaching out to people and saying, you know, are you interested in coming? And what was the fruit of the conversation is she had a sense of, well, I don't think I'm worthy. Uh, yeah, I don't think yeah. I'm Catholic enough. And really that led to a yeah. beautiful dialogue about we are all not worthy, but we're all invited, right? We're yeah. all the, the, you know, from the waysides, we are, we are brought together. And I think that's a great reminder. I also wanted to share that we have three different groups across the country that will be watching it in community, streaming it, and then prayerfully considering, well, what do we do about our own city? Mm, and I think yeah, that's what's the beautiful true. light about Columbus is that we were not better than anyone. There was just a vision and an understanding that if we present the heart of Jesus to others, that that his heart will yeah. warm that home. It's so true. And and that people can start to hear the heartbeat of our Lord. So I just wanted to share that it's not too late to invite people. Mm. It's not too late. What's special about this event is you can sit next to your husband or your wife or your mm-hmm. children. It's a family-friendly event. It's it's not too long. So hopefully, you know, it will fit your the rest of your day. But I know, like Father said, there's grace being offered. And the Sacred Heart Congress, the no- November 14th, is from 9.30 in the morning till noon. It'll include a beautiful mass with Bishop Brennan. It'll have featured speakers, Emily Jaminette, you'll be our lead featured speaker, and then Father Jonathan Wilson, 
who is the pastor of St. Paul in Westerville, will also be a featured speaker. And then, Father Stosh, you'll be uh, doing the um, the Sacred Heart Litany in an exposition. That's right. Yeah, well, at the we, end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right, right. Yep. yep. And a few, maybe a few comments. We shall see. <laughs> so you can go to welcomehisheart.com and register today, welcomehisheart.com, or give us a call right now. We do have phone volunteers ready to take your registration for the ninth Annual Sacred Heart Congress, 614-459-4820. You'll also receive a special book for attending. Every household will receive your new book, Emily. Do you want to tell, tell us a little bit about the new book? Well, this book is really, I want to say a thank you to everyone who promotes the devotion. It's really um, a lot of the resources that Father and all of us use to grow closer to the heart of Jesus were written, you know, a long time ago. And so one of the ideas was to take this this gift of this devotion, break it down by chapter by chapter based on the promises, and point people to the scripture that affirms the devotion, give you points to ponder, and really go deeper into this devotion because this is... You know, this is an opportunity for all of us to experience the heartbeat of our Lord. So um, I really felt called to to package it in a way that, you know, anyone can learn. And hopefully, you know, they, they have a good spiritual food. Because as, as Bill mentioned, we didn't, we're not able to offer coffee and donuts, but we can <laughs> offer a little spiritual food. So. <laughs> you know, at the beginning of the book, I, um, before we went live, I commended Emily because when you, at the very beginning of the book, she begins it by saying, to my loving husband, John, you are my rock. To my parents, who introduced me to the heart of Jesus, thank you. And to my children, whom I love, may your faith in Jesus grow deeper every day. You know, I, I just think there's a lot of information throw, thrown out at us every day, all day. Good information, challenging information, bad information. There, there's so much information. But it's not very often that we're given wisdom, you know, and, you know, you can, always, you can tell a lot by how a book begins. Not necessarily by the cover, although sometimes these days you can judge a book by the cover. You know? <laughs> you know? But when you open up the first two pages and you look and you just, that, you get a good taste. It's like, is this going to be just more information or is this going to be wisdom? And you can tell, you know, and Emily, you really are, be, you have to be commended for this. I mean, you highlight in how you worded, you know, the book and how you're just desiring to share the heart of Jesus that, um, we're all supposed to be recipients of wisdom. Wisdom is not for an elect few. It's not just for a couple of people here or a couple of people there. You know, every single person who's listening right now and every single person who's alive right now, every single person who is merely existing, but the Lord wants to live, you know, you were made for wisdom. You are made for wisdom. You were made for a heart, the heart of Jesus. And that heart transforms us and it helps us to grow in our appreciation for the gift of others. The, you know, the spouse who's your path to sanctity, the children who are not yours as possessions, but they are gifts that have been entrusted to your care for a brief amount of time. You know, the parents who teach us how to live and how to thrive. Um, so when someone learns about the heart of Jesus, you know, it's so important that it's not merely information being shared, but it's wisdom being offered. And then that it transforms the way we live. So really, truth be told, you know, if you have someone in your life who struggles with information overload, you know, and you know they need with <laughs> I just raised my hand. <laughs> that just made me feel old. <laughs> the teachers raised their hand. What? Uh, but you know someone, information overload, you know, 
don't then don't give them more information. Offer them wisdom. You know, let the you know give them a little packet of information that speaks about God's love, that lets them know that there's a heart that beats for them. You know, um, come to the Congress, enter into the words of wisdom that are shared with you, offered to you by this book, Secrets of the Sacred Heart. Um, you know, and just you know, crack it open before the Lord, and allow Him to speak through the words that are being shared. And please don't be afraid. So many of us are so tempted with fear right now. Don't be afraid. Be filled with love. Share the words of wisdom you receive with those who are closest to you. And if you don't know how to say it, if you don't know how to get it out, if you don't know how to throw it out, those words, then turn to the Holy Spirit. The Lord, through the Spirit, will always, always teach us what to say, how to say it, and then how to live and love it. You know? Well, I think that one of the things is that we've been so blessed, Father Stosh, having your wisdom that you have shared with us each and every first Friday in our newsletter. You know, my favorite is your monthly column. So if you haven't, you know, opened your newsletter yet this month, if you haven't signed up for the newsletter, please sign up. The wisdom and, and the insight is is there. And, you know, what is exciting about this book is it's really a little bit of my story that seems really ordinary, but it's it's yeah. extraordinary. Yeah, exactly. And that's what yeah. I love about Jesus, right? It's he true. takes super ordinary yeah. life and then he transforms it into, you know, what what he can yeah. do with, with what we do. So, he meets us where we are. Yeah. I mean he meets us where we are. He doesn't he doesn't wait up top the mountain and tell us, you know, come here. You don't know how to get here, but I expect you to hear. No, he meets us where we are and then he shows us how to climb the mountain. Um, he transforms the ordinary into the extraordinary, but he doesn't abandon us. You know, he meets us where we are, and it's so true. And you know, just as a disclaimer, we're all used to fact checking right now, right? <laughs> Lord save us! Has anybody found the real facts yeah. yet? Though? Hey, yeah, I, I don't know who the people are that are fact checking. You know, but, you know. But just as a fact check claim right now, you know, the column that we have every month in the newsletter on email, easy to get easy to receive. You know, I will read that column and it's like, I don't know why my name is on this. I don't remember writing this. This doesn't sound mm. like me. It's just, it's the Holy Spirit. It really has to be because, you know, I, I know I know what I produce and I don't share what I produce. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's really the Lord. And that's how you know wisdom is coming to, the, coming to us through the ordinary words, right? Because when the person who speaks or writes it and goes back and looks at it and say, that is really powerful. I mean, it's not, that's not of me. That's not from me. It came through me, but it's not of me. (laughs) It's liberating. This month, you really called us to be saints. You invited us Mm -hmm. to look at the saints and to look at, you know, the end of the month. And we'll talk about these feast days ending with the Feast of Christ the King. Like, it's all connected. Totally. And in the the times that we live, it's a, you invite us to a greater calling of, yeah. of holiness. So well, thank you. Well, I'm in you. sales, not management. Remember. <laughs> so. You're listening to the Sacred Heart Hour on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Every first Friday, you're listening also to Father Stosh Daly, Emily Jaminette. Uh, Emily will be speaking at the Sacred Heart Congress next Saturday, November 14th at 9.30 a.m. to noon. So it's a shortened Congress. It'll be COVID safe. Uh, everybody will be distant, but we'll be together. And if you would uh, like to attend, you can go online at welcomeisheart.com or give us a call at the station right now, and we'll take your registration by phone, 614-459-4820. Father Stosh, you're talking a little bit about um, wisdom, and isn't there a need for silence in that wisdom? You know, it, it, it's true. Um, it's funny because we're talking about <laughs> silence. 
<laughs> I know. The irony is always like oppressive. <laughs> Let me lecture you about how to be quiet. <laughs> oh, the Lord is really good in humbling us. <laughs> Humiliating sometimes, but it's so true. In order to be able to appreciate the wisdom, we have to become familiar with the voice of the Lord. We have to become familiar with the voice of the Lord. And here's the thing, you know, here's a good barometer. When you go home, when you go into your home, what's the very first thing you do? Mm. How long can you last before you have to turn something on that makes noise? Whether it's a radio, whether it's a TV, computer, uh, whether it's maybe music uh, on your phone. Whether it's uh, the microwave (laughs) with that hum in the background. How long can we make it in our home before we have to turn something on to bring about noise or to make sound? You know, and the longer we can last without it, the more we are at peace with the silence. And by no means are we discounting the power or the beauty of a beautiful song. The lyrics can really communicate the spirit to us, the wisdom to us, a beautiful song, a beautiful, uh, a beautiful show, a beautiful movie, something that really lifts up the spirit. But the more we are at peace with silence, the more we are at peace with the, the voice of the Lord. And, you know, that one of the most beautiful things is I always, I love to meditate at Holy Mass, as if there's not enough to meditate on. I love seeing mothers or fathers holding a baby. And the way they hold the baby, you know, they hold the baby in such a way to where the baby is close to the heart, the beating heart of the mother or the father. Now, by nature, we hold an infant in a particular way. And it's not just to a biological mother or father. You know, by nature, we hold the child in a particular way. We cuddle the infant. But if you notice just that expression of our human nature, the way we embrace, the way we hold an infant, the child is at peace when they're closest to the beating heart of mom or dad or grandma or grandpa or whoever's holding that child. But in order to hear the beating heart, they have to be close to the heart. They have to be, you know, able to not overwhelmed by noise and chaos and just crazy sounds. When we enter into the home, how close are we to the heart that beats? When we see that image of the sacred heart of Jesus, it's not just a picture or a statue. It's a reality that's supposed to be reflected in how we live and what we speak and how we act and how we are at peace. And when, you know, we all know people and maybe we are those people who are just going mad. You know, I mean, we're just, we're at our wits end. We don't know how to function. You know, we wake up and we feel like we didn't sleep at all. Uh, and maybe we didn't sleep at all. <laughs> you know? I, mean, I played soccer in my bed all night by myself, rolling around, you know, kicking without a ball. Scored nothing, by the way. <laughs> it still got up and ran. You know, it's crazy. You know, and like the bishop and I were speaking yesterday, and he's like, you know, how are you? Like, wh- what's going on? I said, you know, we're all experiencing a tiredness that sleep doesn't take care of. You know, and that reflects a weariness. Where is the heart? that heals? Where is the heart whose rhythm brings peace to our life, to our mind, you know? And by no means are these simple broken words that I'm sharing with you right now meant to be an indictment. They're meant to just be revelatory 
Where are we in our homes? You know? mm-hmm. And so when we consider on this first Friday the heart of Jesus, you know, there are some who are used to this hour, and they tune in for a variety of different reasons. You know, they're listening in their car, on the way to work, on, running errands, dropping the kids off, maybe on their way to the doctor's office, you know, or the, maybe at their home. You know, let us never take for granted the beating heart which stills you know, the restlessness of our lives and helps us to just realize I wasn't made to exist. I was made to live. You know, like the infant in the arms of mom or dad, so am I supposed to be in the presence of the Lord at peace. We are not the news agency of the world before the Lord. There's nothing we can say that's going to surprise Jesus. <laughs> it's not like, you know, Lord, there's really a challenge in our country right now. I had no idea. I mean, the, <laughs> he's not ignorant to where we are, how we are, what's going on, but he is revealing his heart to us. You know, he, like I said, he's, he's getting brighter and brighter before us. His light is getting brighter and brighter before us. And there's one thing that's needed on our part to open our eyes and to behold him. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't blame the Lord for not revealing himself to you if you never opened your eyes. <laughs> you know, we have to open our eyes before Jesus and to see his light. And you know, Father, one, recently someone said something to me that really impacted my understanding. You know, as a busy mom with seven kids, I might, like, I crave the silence. I mm. crave the early morning. I crave, like, yeah, dear sure. God, please get me up as early as I can to have this time <laughs> before everybody's up and out the door. But there are other listeners and, you know, that are in that silence yeah. all the time. Yeah. Nobody's walking through the door anymore That's because true. of the pandemic. Yeah. And there's true. a fear and there's an anxiety. But I remember um, a listener and a friend of St. Gabriel Radio said to me, when I came to this understanding of the Sacred Heart, I came to realize that I'm never alone. Exactly. And she said, yep. so when I open the door, I say, hello, Jesus, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm home. And she said, it filled a void. It's true. Of when there were, you know, I'm not alone. Yeah. And I think that's really important yeah. if you're in the, you know, for myself, the busyness of the stage, or if you're in another place where you are physically alone, yeah. you're not alone. It's true. Greet Jesus yeah. in every moment. No one dies from solitude. People die from being alone. Mm. No one dies from being in solitude because solitude is when you are one with Jesus. But we are made for one another. We are social beings. We are made for community. If we are alone, we are broken. It breaks us. But when you acknowledge the Lord who is there in your home, in a nursing room home, in a room, in a a classroom, maybe a child in the living room attending school online, you know, and they feel alone. It's very important for us to recall the transformation that takes place in a home, in the heart, through Jesus. He introduces us to solitude because he takes away alone, being alone, you know? No one has ever died of solitude. I don't care what the anyone expert is saying, you know, people do not die from solitude, they die from being alone. And the Lord is always with us. We are never alone. But we just, like you said, like that beautiful testimony, you know, she opened the door and, hello, Jesus. You know, she, she basically gave testimony to the darkness that the light is here. Mm. And I am not alone. You know, and that is the, one of the most powerful statements a Christian can make in the world today. I am not alone. I might be, you know, one compared to the world, but I am not alone. Mm-hmm. The Lord is mighty and the Lord is with me. Tiny but mighty. That's what we are, you know, tiny but mighty. And, and solitude is powerful. Aloneness, we have to transform that into being in solitude. So how do we get to that point in our homes where we know that 
Jesus is there. It's through the enthronement of the Sacred Heart. Yes, and you know, one of my favorite little nuggets of wisdom I got from Father Stosh Daly is begin with a prayer card. Begin with, you know, an image. And if you're not at the place where you think that you can give, you know, welcome Jesus through enthronement yet, take a baby step. Take a little tiny step. Begin that love relationship where you start to create some time to hear the heartbeat of our Lord and then allow him to be ever present. Because, you know, one of my favorite um, ways to picture this devotion or picture Jesus is he's the, you know, invisible guest at the dinner table. He's, he's always present. And so, you know, that, that understanding of Jesus being present in our life transforms even our parenting. It it, it transforms everything because you are, um, you know, he's always with us, but I do love, um, and we we will ship you a, a prayer card. We mm-hmm. will mail you a prayer card. You can come and receive the prayer card at St. Gabriel Radio. Mm-hmm. Just begin having a holy image in your home. I think um, that wisdom has really carried so many. You know, I've been uh, reading a little bit about change and how we can deal with change. And there was a book uh, many years ago, Who Moved My Cheese? I don't know if anybody's read that book. <laughs> but it's a uh, it's a book about two mice and two men. And they would go into one room day after day after day eating the cheese, and they loved the cheese. And they were accustomed to that room and getting all the cheese that they could ever have. And it was uh, one type of cheese, but that cheese ran out. Things changed. And um, the two humans, called him and Haw, stayed in that room, even though the cheese was diminishing and going almost to nothing, whereas the mice figured out, you know what? <laughs> Something has changed here. We need to move. And, and I want to challenge you yeah. that in your life, you know, Father Stosh said it to kick off the, the Sacred Heart Hour. Don't wait. Now is the time. Things have changed. Mm. You need to bring Christ into your home by enthroning your home to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And you can go to welcomehisheart.com, and you can either download the information. It just takes four days of 15 minutes a day with your family. But um, your cheese, all of our cheeses is moving. So let's keep moving towards the the light. Yes. This is the Sacred Heart Hour on this first Friday of the month of November on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. As we bring to a close this first segment of the Sacred Heart Hour here on St. Gabriel Radio, we invite you to conclude this segment by joining us in prayer before the heart of Jesus. O most holy heart of Jesus, fountain of every blessing, we adore you, we love you, and with a lively sorrow for our sins, we offer you these poor hearts of ours. Make us humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that we may live in you and for you. Protect us in the midst of danger. Comfort us in our afflictions. Give us health of body, assistance in our temporal needs, your blessings on all that we do, and the grace of a holy death. Amen. Amen. The woman caught in adultery felt worthless. She found a new identity when a man stood between her and her executioners. Let anyone without sin cast the first stone. One by one they walked away. Is there anyone left who condemns you? Neither do I. Go and sin no more. Peter felt unworthy when he first met Jesus. He fell to his knees and said, Depart from me, Lord. I'm a sinful man. Jesus saw something more in Peter than he saw in himself. Come follow me. You'll be a fisher of men. St. Paul was a persecutor of Christians. In one of the simplest and most heroic acts in early Christian history, Ananias, who had been hiding from Paul, went to pray over him. He didn't say, Saul, you murderer. He said, Saul, my brother, our Lord sent me. Forgiven, fisher of men. 
brother. Have you defined yourself in light of your sin or weakness? Jesus is reaching out to you now, calling you by a new name. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. I went to church and just sat there and listened. I really didn't absorb anything. I think I just found myself believing that I didn't need God. I just had everything under control, and church was actually a, a burden to me. I had this sin that I carried in my heart for a long time, and I told myself for many, many years that the Lord wouldn't forgive me for this. When, when Father in the confessional says, your sins are forgiven, there truly is a, a feeling of, of weight lifted off. I don't care if it's two or three little sins that you're carrying, there's a feeling of I can breathe deeply again. I feel pure inside. And I'm, and I'm ready to come to Mass. You can have a beautiful car, a big fancy home. If you don't have Christ in your life, there's an emptiness that's there. When you come home to the, to the church, you're coming home to a Catholic family where people today just embrace you. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit CatholicsComeHome.org today. Good morning and welcome back to the Sacred Heart Hour here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. If you're hearing the Sacred Heart Hour, that means it's the first Friday of the month. And as the first Friday of the month comes upon us, we are given an opportunity with, in union with the Church, invited by the Lord Jesus Christ to offer up the graces we receive this day in reparation for the sins committed against the Sacred Heart of Jesus, to just be reminded of His love for us, His mercy for us, but also uh, the holy responsibility, a holy opportunity on the part of those who know, love, and serve Him to keep Him and His heart at the center of our prayer, at the center of our intentions today. As we begin the second segment on this Sacred Heart Hour here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio on this first Friday of the month of November, we begin by renewing our covenant with the Lord Jesus Dear Sacred Heart of Jesus, renew, we renew our pledge of love and loyalty to you. Keep us always close to your loving heart and to the most immaculate heart of your mother. May we love one another more each day, forgiving each other's faults as you forgive us our sins. Teach us to see you in the members of our family and in those we meet outside the home, loving them as you love them, especially the poor and oppressed, that we may be instrumental in bringing about justice and peace. Please help us carry our cross daily out of love for you and help us strengthen this love by frequent participation in the celebration of the Eucharist. Thank you, dear Jesus, for all the blessings of this day. Protect us and all families throughout the days to come. Help us to live that we might get to heaven. Amen. Amen. Emily and Bill. Yes. Halfway through this hour. Yeah. <laughs> Second segment. So how here. are we, how are we doing? Right stepping in for Joanne. Uh, you're the Joanne. Yes, uh, Emily Jaminette. Uh, I'm stepping in for Chuck <laughs> to be sure that things keep on track. Yes, um, and speaking of things on track, we have to start this half hour as a reminder to all of our listeners that the Sacred Heart Congress, Just around the a corner. gathering of individuals that would like to learn a little bit more about the Sacred Heart, perhaps renew your promise to the Sacred Heart, or maybe start from scratch uh, with your knowledge of the Sacred Heart and how to bring it into your home and others' homes. And that Sacred Heart Congress, uh, it's hard to believe it's the ninth annual Sacred Heart Congress, is Saturday, November 14th at St. Paul the Apostle Church in Westerville, 9.30 a.m. to 12 p.m. Registration is still open at welcomehisheart.com, welcomehisheart.com, or call us here at the station right now and we can register for you, 614-459-4820. It's going to be a bang-up day. We have Bishop Brennan at Mass. 
We have uh, Emily Jaminette, who will be there and not only be there and share her words, but she'll also be giving every household a book, The Secrets of the Sacred Heart, that's sponsored by one of the uh, followers and and donors of WelcomeHisHeart.com. So as you enter or as you exit one of those ways, you'll receive as a household this beautiful prayer book. Each chapter uh, goes about three or four pages, very simply, and it allows you to reflect on the 12 promises of Jesus Christ. Emily. Well, you know, it's 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 a privilege to be able to talk about the heart of Jesus. That's, I guess, where we got to start by saying, and um, my goal is that they in, begin to hear the heartbeat of our Lord more prevalently in their, their own home, and that their prayer life continues um, to grow. Uh, last week, I did an interview on XM Radio, and Sister Marie Pappas, um, what a joy it was to talk to her. But she she said, you know, what I liked about this book is it was an invitation to love like Christ loves. And I just think about, you know, as Father Stosh started, you know, we were discussing as the darkness feels a little darker, we all can, you know, have a new heart. We, we're all offered that spiritual heart transplant, that opportunity to grow closer and more intimate with our Lord so we can hear him, we can see him. We can be like him, and and Jesus' love is is not a manipulative love, right? It's not a a love of, you know, twisting and turning. It's it's a love based on virtue. So what's the solution to the culture we live in? It's to be more like Christ, and specifically to have a heart like His and to love like His. And I I do share that as a mom. Yeah. I, there's not enough love in this heart if I just rely on my own yeah. human abilities. But yeah. if I'm open to the love of God that comes through my heart and comes out and through the gift of reconciliation, through the gift of the sacraments, through the gift of even examination of my conscience. You know, we can take those baby steps. Mm. So it's not a, oh, I'm not good enough. No, it's every day we we turn to the yeah. heartbeat of our Lord. So um, I'll be sharing about that. And, and most importantly, I'll be inviting everyone to be promoters of this devotion to to see that there's always hope when you talk about the heartbeat of our Lord. Yeah. I think, you know, a question that arises uh, in so many minds and hearts, uh, it arises definitely within the life of parents, is about their children, about, you know, their spouses. Maybe they have a spouse who just struggles to pray or doesn't want to pray. Or maybe mom and dad are just really in a challenging place, a dark place, you know. And people will come up and say, you know, Father, I'm really worried about where my child, my children, my loved one, my parents, my neighbors, I'm really worried about where they're going to end up. I want them to go to heaven. I'm worried about this. And my thing is like, well, where are you going? You know, I mean, as for me, I mean, I'm, I'm going. I'm going to heaven. So get the hell out of my way. You know. <laughs> you know. So it's just like now. I once I know where I'm going. You know, I'm on my way to heaven. I'm aiming for nothing other than heaven. I know where I'm going. Then I'm going to pull them with me. You know. But I refuse to allow myself to get sidetracked, dissuaded, overwhelmed by concern or worry about where someone else is going, because I'm not going to lose or sacrifice the goal that the Lord has set out for me, heaven, by worrying about someone else's goal. See, this this is the thing. When you run into someone who knows Jesus and loves Jesus, you want to follow that person. Mm -hmm. You want to go to where that person's going. But if we're more focused on looking to the sides or looking to the rear and we're not looking ahead to Jesus, 
then we're that's all you're going. That's all you can do is worry. It's super distracting, oh, isn't it's it? Exhausting. It's like, and that's what we're going on. You know, every minute of this culture that we're living in, absolutely communication. Yeah. As you said, like we could be analyzing facts and statistics about politics till till you know every single moment yeah. of the day. My hair is giving up and jumping out. <laughs> I haven't. I mean, it's exhausting. You know, <laughs> I, I'm going to look like some character on a sci-fi movie soon. You know? <laughs> but this is the thing. I want Jesus. And it, if you're in your car, if you're at your home, if you're on your way to mass, if you're coming out of mass, if you're waiting to have your hair done, if you're waiting for the laundry to get finished, just say these simple words. I want Jesus. Like, I want Jesus right now. And nothing nor anyone is going to get in my way of the Lord. That's what we call conviction. That's what you experience in the saints. So if you're wondering, if you're worrying, if you're tempted to worry about where my children are going to end up, where are they going, where are my parents, where's my spouse, you know, where's my priest, where's the church, where's the country, where's the pope, where's the president, where's everybody going? It's like, well, they're not going to go anywhere unless you figure out where you want to go. We are all right now being invited by the Lord to respond to his grace. So rather than getting overwhelmed by licking our wounds and navel-gazing, what is it you want? I want Jesus. I want heaven. Now here's the next thing. It's not going to come tomorrow. It's before you right now. You know, we Catholics, we have this incredible privilege called the Holy Mass. You want to believe in God? You want to receive God? Go to Mass. Adore the Lord. Now, this is just going to like blow your mind. He wants to live in your home. Don't leave him a prisoner in the tabernacle. You know, you adore him, you love him, you want him, you receive him, you take him home with you. You know, he's going to hitch a ride. He's going to jump into your soul, clean it up, move the furniture around. You know, he's going to do all that stuff. But we got to go back to the mystery of our hearts and allow that mystery to be solved revealed, healed, cleansed, taken care of by the one heart that truly loves us, and that's Jesus. You know, Padre Pio, oh, there you go, Franciscan worked his way in, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Padre Pio, pray, hope, don't worry. Worry distracts us from the goal that is in front of us. You know, I want Jesus. I want heaven. And all of, you know, I think of all of the young men who are meeting with me who are discerning priesthood, the young women who are discerning religious life, the young couples preparing for marriage. I think of the children that I prepared for First Holy Communion 12 years ago, and I see them in college. And it's like, (laughs) okay, yeah, I am old. (laughs) Time keeps on moving. But eternity, I live that eternity now. And there's such great joy because you got conviction. I want Jesus. And I'm going to bring these people along with me. You know, so with all due respect, world, get out of my way. You know, I want the Lord. You, you oh, way to go, Father! I'm so <laughs> I'm motivated. That was awesome because worry does distract us. It's worry, so true. just the details. You know, one of the things about enthronement is those words. As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. It's it's you are the one standing there making that proclamation. And a lot of times, people will say. Well, I have a rebellious child or my husband really, oh, no, I can't do it. But if you're saying, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord, you're representing your home. Exactly. And when you go through the enthronement ceremony, one of the most meaningful and touching parts that I love so dearly is, is there's a line that says to the effect, you know, there will be a time when we will be separated yeah. And when that yeah, time comes, comes, we will remember this promise. Exactly. And I think that's where we put our foot down right now. That's yep. when we say, 
I want to say those words with my loved ones. I want to proclaim those words to my family. And believe it or not, that will give your children security. It's true. If you tell your children, I always tell my children, I am not the perfect mother. I am not the perfect mother. <laughs> they already you know that. You have a perfect mother. Yeah. But, but yeah. there's no Pinterest perfect here. That's right. The perfect mother exactly. is in heaven. Yeah. And Jesus is good to his promises. That's yeah. right. The secret is he makes promises and he keeps them. But you know what you're exhibiting before your children? Direction. You know where you want to go, and they are willing to follow because they say, and they know mom's not lost. She knows who she is. She knows who the Lord is, and she knows I'm aiming for Jesus. You are my children. I want you with me. I'm aiming for the Lord. You yeah. know, and that's, I mean, what you just shared, that it could be said is the greatest gift someone could give their children is. It is. You know, mm-hmm. do not come to me as if I'm the end, but walk with me as your mother, because I am your mother, but I'm taking you to somebody greater. I'm taking to the Lord. And I mean, what a beautiful witness you gave and you give to and the you Lord. Give. Yeah. And, and you then think you about say, the I'm time. sorry. Yeah. And then you say, I'm sorry again. So it's not about being perfect. We have to yeah. break this earthly understanding of perfection and seek yeah. holiness. Oh, absolutely. Because holiness yeah. is what, you know, as someone reached out to me this week and was like, I want to be a perfect Catholic wife. I want to be a perfect Catholic mm. wife. And I'm like, are you looking on Pinterest? Mm. Let me guess. <laughs> are you yeah. looking at Pinterest? Because Pinterest perfect is yeah. going to set you up yeah. for oh, yeah. such a crash. No, it creates slavery. It creates, yeah. Slavery to perfection. But we didn't. We weren't made for perfection. Hun, mm-hmm. that ship sailed and sank. Okay. <laughs> no, we were made for holiness. And I think of it, what a beautiful mm-hmm. example you give to your children when you're waiting in line for the confessional. I mean, just think of that. You know, I mean, I, even when I was living with the seminarians over the summer, or, or they were living with me, I don't know how that worked, whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm not really sure who was running the rectory. <laughs> but I mean, it's just like, I had to go to confession. Yeah. And one of the guys just kind of stopped and he goes, I, I don't know why that is a surprise. He's like, I mean, I know, Father, you're a man, you're a sinner. But like when you just said, I have to go see my confessor for my confession, I mean, it's, like, it's something so simple. But it's like, I cannot give you anything if I'm not living it first. I mean, it's just where the direction of our times has to be pointed in one direction alone on the compass, which is pointing towards Jesus. You know? Well, and isn't and his that, heart. you're really saying that you're willing to humble yourself and yeah. admit, and that's what, that's what it means to have a heart like our Lord, yeah. is that our Lord was so humble, meek and humble of I heart. Know. Make yeah. my heart like unto thine. Like yep. this devotion, the enthronement is making those words always in your heart and on your tongue and, mm-hmm. and expressed in a way which you're looking at the image. As as mm-hmm. Bill and I have all discussed, when the image in, is in a predominant place and mm-hmm. you're in an ugly place in your mind yeah, or your true. parenting, you, you're looking at his heart and he's literally saying, my heart is so in love with you. It's outside my chest. I love you so much. And you, your ugliness just wants to burn away yeah. mm-hmm. because you're humbled by what Jesus dying on the cross for you. And so I just so. think this is a reminder that if your plans for life are not going as you planned, guess what? We have the heartbeat of our Lord. So just begin 
begin those steps today. And we're going to get back to those steps in just a moment. You're listening to the Sacred Heart Hour on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM 820, and in Portsmouth at 88.3 FM. Um, we are discussing not only the Sacred Heart Enthronement, and that's what I really, really want to get back to, so that we can kind of re-go over mm-hmm. what that process is like so that it's not uh, unapproachable. It's a very easy step-by-step process. But we also have the Sacred Heart Congress next Saturday, November 14th, 9.30 a.m. to noon. We're going to have Emily Jaminette, who you've just heard from, uh, speak. We also have Father Jonathan Wilson, uh, Bishop Brennan, uh, Father Stosh Daly, who's in the studio this morning. It'll be a beautiful morning for us to spend our time together adoring our Lord, learning more about His love, and then bringing that love into our homes and into our communities. So we want to strongly encourage you to go online at welcomeisheart.com and register for that beautiful Congress. Uh, also, you can go to welcomeisheart.com and either download the self-enthronement package, or you can order an enthronement package. Again, that's welcomeisheart.com. Or for those who prefer the old-fashioned way, you can call 614-459-4820 and register right away. You know, one of the things we've added, Bill, to um, one of the things we're always adding to welcomeisheart.com is new blog posts, new information. Mm-hmm. We have saint quotes that reflect the important feast days of the month, and we try to make those connections for you to to see the heartbeat of our Lord through these saints. And another thing that's really important is that if you don't know what the next step is, there's a contact us button. Yeah. So you can say, I don't know what to do. You know, this is my situation. I, I'm interested in enthronement. And we will have a missionary reach out to you. So now whenever you place an order, it says, would you like a missionary to reach out to you? Leave us your number. We'll call you. We we want to walk this journey with you. And this, you know, in the, we're even in the midst of a pandemic. It doesn't mean that you can't people praying with you, walking yeah. with you and, and sharing. You know, as we say, my mom always says, I'm not a counselor. I, I introduce you to Jesus and then step aside. And that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a great reminder yeah. that we're not coming with all the answers. That's true. We're not yeah. coming with the answers, but we can definitely point you in the right direction. So what is sacred heart enthronement? Well, I think it's beautiful response to initially the devotion of St. Margaret Mary Alacoque, 1670, received those apparitions from our Lord. And, you know, um, as the church progressed, the message of the devotion to the Sacred Heart increased through papal documents, through other saints proclaiming this. But I love to see the humble witness of Father Matteo. Father Matteo was a simple priest who was overwhelmed by secularism, by the um, the tearing apart of the church. And in 1907, he began this mission of promoting enthronement to the Sacred Heart. And that's when you welcome Jesus through a ceremony as King, Savior, Friend. You welcome Jesus and you place his image in a predominant place. And you you recognize the as the world tears literally his throne down, we place him on a throne and we give him honor. So... How was that, Father Stosh? Did I did Maybe I pass the test? Excellent thing. <laughs> Very good. No. <laughs> no, it's good. So true. It's so true. Yeah, I mean, the enthronement is nothing other than saying, well, if the world will not allow you to be king, I want you to be king. And if the world will not give you its throne, I will give you my home. You know, and we welcome the Lord into our home. The enthronement is acknowledging that the kingdom of Jesus is not equal to parallel with or subservient to the kingdom of the world. And the Lord wants his kingdom to have its footstool, its throne in your home, in your heart, you know? 
Absolutely. These are not empty words. And this is not a anything, there's nothing vague about this movement or desire or um, a gesture of acknowledging Jesus Christ as king, brother and friend, you know, of the home and the enthroned home. And uh, I mean, it's such, it's basically, you know, the enthronement is in a very simple way to explain it. It's where we open our eyes before the one who keeps us alive. We open our eyes before the one who keeps us alive and we acknowledge him as the source of our life and we want him in. We want him then. We acknowledge that. Well, and I have a lot of images of the Sacred Heart. I have a little confession because, <laughs> you know what, as I it's mentioned, it's not just one room. I need him it's in so the true. bedroom. I yep. need him in the front room. I have mm-hmm. him. I snuck yeah. him into the family room. I'm like, okay, this is where the family <laughs> arguments happen. We need you here. And um, But the point is, is that yeah. it's a beautiful. The more, you know, I, I love to see people's journey with the image of the Sacred Heart because it's like, oh, no, I don't know where to put him. I don't know what my decorator is going to say. I don't know what to do. But then the more you fall in love with him, the more you want him in yeah. a place of predominance. It's, it's a it's a beautiful transformation. And I want to encourage our listeners, if you've not heard Father Stosh, uh, we do have your testimony on our welcomeisheart.com YouTube site. We have so many beautiful videos. One of my favorite that I, I love to listen to is a 10-minute video Father Stosh recorded where you know you, you share how enthronement has touched your vocation as a priest, mm-hmm. how you've realized that, you know, many of these couples are struggling, people are struggling, but you've offered enthronement and you continue to offer enthronement as a spiritual tool, right, Father? That's yes, an opportunity. So yeah. And the thing is, like, when you, you draw close to the heart of Jesus and uh, first through the enthronement, then the image, prayer, uh, dependency upon him, confession, Holy Communion, when you live First Friday, uh, when you adore the Lord, um, you know, in the Holy Eucharist, and then maybe at night, if you're having trouble sleeping, you acknowledge the presence of his heart in your home at night. You participate in what we call no- nocturnal home adoration. The thing is, you start to breathe air. You start to breathe deeply the air of God. And we all know the challenge today of breathing with difficulty. You know, it might be a mask. It might be sin. We all know what it's like to have difficulty breathing today. Um, but the, the Lord, when he comes to us, he, he gives us that breath of fresh air and we start to live. We no longer exist. And that, you know, if you could just remember that, recall that, dwell on that. You were not made for existence. You were made for life. But in order to be alive, you have to breathe, and you have to breathe deeply. You have to breathe deeply of the Lord. And you know, the more the more and more you draw closer to Him, it's 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 odd at first glance because you start to realize just how small, just how perhaps insignificant I am, but how great the Lord is. And then you're just overwhelmed by love. I mean, it's like He who is the Almighty, the Infinite, the Great, the Most High, Living God knows me by name. I am one of trillions and trillions of souls and people who have ever been alive, ever called into existence in life. But he knows me by name. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely liberating. And it's the air you breathe. I mean, it gives you conviction. And it makes, it brings sanctity within reach. It's not this high lofty goal, you know. No, it brings it within reach. It brings it to the present moment, you know. And the Holy Spirit just kind of like over these past days, since we've been in November, he's just, you know, it just kind of brings that message. 
Time is passing, but eternity goes on forever. We were not made to live in time. We were made for eternity. And we can live eternity now if we breathe deeply of the air that comes to us from the Lord. His grace, His love, His mercy, you know? I mean, it's just, it's, it's just incredible. Not, there's not enough that could ever be said about the Lord and His love for us. You know, earlier on in the show, the Sacred Heart Hour, uh, Emily Jaminette, uh, you mentioned it. Father Stosh Daly, you mentioned it as well. Kind of putting your foot down and making a proclamation. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. And basically embracing conviction as a grace. You know, the apostles were convicted. The saints, were, the saints are convicted. No one will get in the way of them and the Lord, you know, even if we have to crawl, every breath of our bodies, you know, we want the Lord. Well, how do we begin that? By bringing him into our home, that place that is uniquely and distinctly what we call ours. This is my house. This is where I live. um, I actually celebrate the anniversary of our first enthronement the day after Thanksgiving. And it was a beautiful ceremony with both of my parents and my husband's parents and, you know, that's where it began. Yep. And yeah. who would have ever thought, I tell people when I, I'm like, do you think I did the enthronement and, and then I'm going to write a book? And that, No, <laughs> I was just a mom yeah. saying, okay, Jesus, you can have a little more it's peace true. of my life. And he leads us on a journey and he wants to lead you on a journey, a beautiful faith journey. So, it, you know, maybe this Thanksgiving isn't what you thought it was going to be. Yeah. The truth is, it's not what you thought it was going to be. Right. It's not going to be, you know, possibly all the family gathered like you once but what better day to to renew your enthronement and mm-hmm. to say whoever is here in this home or to do the enthronement, we we give true things yeah. to the heart of Jesus and we place our trust in him. And and that means um that, that that's such a such words of stability and that's what I always tell people. I love this devotion because it's devotion of stability. Mm. But we won't be the Sacred Heart Hour if we don't talk about the month of November. And we have just a few <laughs> minutes left. Uh, Father, I know that we have a special feast day. You know, we began with All Saints Day, All Souls Day. But I'm really thinking about St. Gertrude. You know, what an amazing saint she was for promoting the Sacred Heart. We have the presentation of the Blessed Virgin and then, you know, this feast of, of Christ the King of the universe. So, you know, do you have any thoughts about some? Have you? already started thinking about the saints feast days do you wake up like me and think whose feast day is it like give us a little insight to how you look at the month yeah well this tired old thing called the world is just i'm not interested in it okay so i mean like i look forward to the saints every day in the holy mass i mean it's just i love to share a bio of the saint of the day with the the faithful who are gathered there um the thing is like when you get to know them you you get to know how much the lord knows you when the more you get to know the saints, you learn how much the Lord knows you. He raises up real people who have real problems, real challenges. But, you know, when you consider the saints, you, you're brought face-to-face with sanctity. And you're brought face-to-face with the Lord's love. And our response is conversion in a moment and then sanctification for the rest of our life. So, you know, I love the saints, live the saints. Um, in this month of November, it's like a, a month of sanctity. And, you know, as we bring to a close this uh, Sacred Heart Hour and we look ahead at all the saints we've celebrated this month or forever uh, throughout this year, you know, we consider sanctity and we consider the goal the Lord has placed before us. How do you get that goal? How do you arrive at that goal? How are you victorious? By living with him in your heart, by accepting him into your heart. 
So, you know, we just bring to a close this hour of the Sacred Heart by offering our hearts to the Lord. And let's offer the prayer of St. Gertrude. O Sacred Heart of Jesus, fountain of eternal life, your heart is a glowing furnace of love. You are my refuge and my sanctuary. O my adorable and loving Savior, consume my heart with the burning fire with which yours is aflamed. Pour down on my soul those graces which flow from your divine love. Let my heart be united with yours. Let my will be conformed to yours in all things. May your will be the rule of all my desires and actions. Amen. This is listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM820 on WVSG Columbus and FM88.3 WSGR New Boston, Portsmouth.